13 verses from the New International Version. But before I do that, I'll have to tell you about last Sunday. Who's moaning? We had the privilege of standing out in the pouring rain, uh, just around from Swansea Heads in the ocean, to watch our son baptise our eldest granddaughter, Rebecca. Remember Rebecca? She's now 15. And last Sunday we had the privilege of um, being there. Oh, it was just awesome. So that was why there was a bit of a hole in the service because there's Browns and Debenhams and all sorts. But it was just great. Reading from Romans chapter 12. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love, honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And this is God's precious word. Pam, I hope this is mine and not yours. Well, good morning. Before I move on, I just want to say that the, the next... I mean, there's a lot of richness in that particular chapter of Romans, isn't there? absolutely wonderful. But I just want to draw our attention to this morning to um, verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And I just want to uh, just say a prayer for Bob Miller and the passing of his mum, Cora, just before we begin. So gracious God, we ask that um, right at this moment, Lord, that Bob and Cheryl and the extended family would just be uh, surrounded by love surrounded by your loving arms and your grace. 
May they know this morning, Lord, that our prayers are being offered up for them as we support them in this journey. And we thank you for Cora's life. And uh, Lord, we ask that as you welcome her into the gates of heaven, that Bob and Cheryl will have that sense of peace, as will the rest of the family. Amen. Well, this is um, probably the last you're going to see of me for a few weeks. Who knows? <laughs> no, I think Giles really... Uh, where is he? Oh, he's going to kids' church. Good on him. I think he's um, really looking forward to get back into, getting back into his role as your pastor. So back in October, um, as you would be aware, Joel began the series on authentic relationships. And he began with that command from Jesus that he read to us from John 13 about loving one another. By this shall all people know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And of course that to me is closely linked to the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is to love your neighbour as yourself. So I guess it stands to reason that that word love forms the basis of all of our relationships. Our relationship with God, our relationship with others, and our relationship with ourselves. This morning, our word is devoted. Be devoted to one another. As Paul encouraged the Roman believers back then, and he encourages us today. And I think being devoted to one another is going to incorporate all of those aspects and elements that we've been talking about over the past six or so weeks. Acceptance, encouragement, patience, sharing one another's burdens, serving one another. But you know what, friends? I don't know whether we can actually be devoted to one another unless we are connected to one another in a meaningful way. Because without that strong connection, we are not going to be motivated to engage in those elements that I've just mentioned. So I want to uh, invite you just to indulge me for a moment, if you like, as we sort of go on a little journey of discovery to see what level of connections actually exist within this body of Christ this group of people known as Erina Community Baptist Church. So who, who is visiting with us this morning? Do we have any visitors? This young lady, welcome to you. Thank you for coming to share your Sunday morning with us. Do you have a name? Suzanne. Welcome, Suzanne. So that's our very first connection, Okay. And that's not to embarrass you, which I probably have anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, another one. Who has recently joined our fellowship? <laughs> well, welcome, Samantha. Welcome to our fellowship. Rex and your partner. I'm sorry, I can't. Hi, let's go. Welcome to you both. Another connection. Mm. 
So put up your hand if you um, have family connections here this morning. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, you and me. Yeah, we're connected somewhere along the line. Yeah. Yeah, usually there's a, a quite a conglomeration of Browns over here and Hartleys and Kelmans and Donovans. Yeah. So you see another level of connection. The Grangers, the Stones, they're related. There's Dave down the back. Yeah. So connect with Dave down the back if you haven't seen him. He hides behind that little box down there. So put your hand up if you have connections with someone from a previous church. There's one there. It's Mary. Well, I mean, you, you didn't begin life here. So, <laughs> yes, there's people. There's Terry and Ruth and Lorraine. Yep, connections everywhere. Doug and Judy, yes. Yeah, there's connections everywhere, isn't there? So here's the, here's the clincher. What drew you here today? Why did you come, not just to ECBC, Merina Community Baptist Church, why did you come to church? What brought you here? <laughs> A car. Ah, ha, ha. You two... Go to the back of the class, please. It had to be Carol Turner, didn't it? Oh, we sued on of it. Oh. So what drew you here today? Why did you come to church? To worship God. Thank you, Samantha. At least there's one sensible person in this congregation. <laughs> to pray. Thank you, Alex. So you're part of the, the prayer group before the service. Yeah. What else? What else brought you to church this morning? Did you come for the coffee? Yep. All you coffee makers out there, blessed be you. Yes, Carol? To share the community, God's family, to share the connection, to share the love. Yes. To learn more. We come for a whole range of reasons, don't we? And we come from a whole range of backgrounds. But do we really know each other? Are we really that connected? Are we really that devoted to one another? So you can see from that really simple exercise that there is a, a much clearer picture of the nature of the many interconnected relationships that we have within the body of Christ. So what was it like, folks, as we did that? What new things, if any, did you discover this morning? Maybe you found something that you didn't know before or maybe you just had something affirmed that you've already known. What was it like? What did you find? This is a good place to be. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, sorry? People are funny. <laughs> Some are more funny than others. Yeah. 
So here's another question. It's a, it's a morning of uh, questions, I think. How will you nurture these new connections, these connections that we've just discovered? How will you nurture them from this point on to create a more authentic relationship amongst Erina Community Baptist Church? And you know, friends, I, I think it's rather, it's necessary and healthy to remind ourselves in practical ways just what and who we are being asked to devote ourselves to. And what I want to do is look at being devoted to three specific relationships. And while I believe that all of them are important, I'm going to close with the one that I think is the most important for all of us to be devoted to every single day. And as I go, if it seems like I'm working backwards from the verses, well, I am. And hopefully the reason will be clearer at the end. And you know, friends, if I hadn't included that little exercise, then all we'd, we would be doing would be sitting here together in a very familiar setting, hearing announcements, singing songs, listening to Vince or Joel or Doug or anyone else, listening to us speak, and yet the urging, if I can get my page, from the Apostle Paul is this, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. He's asking us to, be, to transform our relationships to a greater level of love, a greater level of encouragement and service and acceptance and patience. So the first thing I want to look at this morning is from verse 2, to be devoted to ourselves. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Now, it sounds a bit selfish, doesn't it? Be devoted to yourself. And yet when you think about it, Paul urges his readers back then to offer their bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. But that's a choice for us. It's a choice for all of us. To offer our bodies in that way means for us to be transformed. And we can choose to be transformed or we can choose not to. Now under the old covenant, sacrifices were burned on the altar and they were changed. The fire changed the physical and chemical properties of that particular sacrifice and turned them to ash. You and I, as living sacrifices, need to be changed as well. We are called no longer to be shaped by this world, but to be transformed, to be altered, to be fashioned after Jesus Christ himself. But friends, if we're not, as the body of Christ, if we're not cultivating that atmosphere of love and encouragement and service and sharing burdens and acceptance of each other, then our minds, our beliefs and our behaviours are not going to be transformed. You see, God is in the pottery business. His aim is to shape you and I into the people that he wants us to be. And this environment, this body of Christ where he has placed each and every one of us, this is our opportunity to be changed, to be transformed in response to God's infinite mercy. But we have to be willing 
We have to be willing to have ourselves remodeled, our character, our behavior, our attitudes. And maybe you're looking around and you think that some of us might need to undergo major renovation. Who knows? But we need to be transformed from the inside out. Are you devoted to that transformation, to that depth and level of transformation? To be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To offer your body as a pleasing as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Are you that, that devoted to yourself to take that step of transformation? The second devotion is to be devoted to others in verses 4 and 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And yet our natural tendency as human beings causes us to lean towards being an individual. And I think that runs contrary to the whole meaning, the ethos of the body of Christ. And yet the renewed mind is going to produce a completely different attitude. And some commentators will link this verse quite rightly to, I suppose, as you, as you go on reading Romans 12, they link it to the spiritual gifts and how diverse they are within the body. And I spoke last week about saying that perhaps we need to concentrate on making sure that what we do actually edifies or lifts up those around us. It's good to know what our gifts are, but we must make sure that what we do lifts up those around us, encourages them. And yes, we need to acknowledge the uniqueness of those within the body. We cannot expect everyone to think the same as I do or the same as you do. We need versatility in the body of Christ, not uniformity. Because uniformity is not conducive to change or to growth. But we don't need to just focus on those on life within the body either, do we? We have to extend this level of devotion, this level of authenticity to the community that is beyond these doors. The community around us. Sue and I were talking this morning and she asked me, who is your neighbour? Who is your neighbour? Where does this level of devotion reach out to? This, this transformation of our lives, my friends, is not the exclusive domain of the believer. We are to experience this transformation. And there's a reason for that, because we have to have a story to tell. We have to have a story to tell in such a way that people outside the kingdom will want to be transformed. So again, a question for reflection. How devoted are you to the connections that you witnessed this morning? And if you're thinking about transformation, what would be your transformation story that you could share with someone out there? We'd be devoted to ourselves and we'd be devoted to others within the body and without 
And finally, the most important one. We have to be devoted to God the Father. Verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is your spiritual act of worship. Do you remember that uh, old covenant that I mentioned? And now that our Lord Jesus has become our sacrifice for sin, you and I, we offer ourselves up not as dead sacrifices, but as living, living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. The problem is, friends, as living sacrifices, you and I are free to get up off the altar, aren't we? We're free to get up and go. And sometimes we feel like we give everything to God and we're on fire and we're full on for him and the kingdom. And at other times we're tired, we're overwhelmed by life and we jump down from that altar and we say, not today, Lord. I just can't do it. Verse 1 says that's our spiritual act of worship. To offer ourselves as living sacrifices. Coming to church each week, yes, is a good spiritual practice and it is pleasing to God to set aside that hour for him. But friends, truly, he wants more. He wants more from us. He wants a transformed life. He wants a transformed life to make into a transformation story because that is what will get people hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Not what we do here. He wants our transformation story to be told out there. Offering our bodies as living sacrifices is simply the most logical response. In fact, it's the only reasonable service that you and I can offer to our God in view of what he has done for us in his infinite mercy. Remember the question, what drew you here today? Well, yes, we had some light-hearted responses, but when you think about it, why did you come? Why do you come each and every week? Surely not just to hear me speak. Surely not just to hear Joel. Why did you come? You know, if we, as the body of Christ, if we just view our Sunday services as this gathering here as our spiritual act of worship, then the truth is it's going to be at the mercy of how we feel on that day. Our singing, our praying, our reading of God's word, yes, they're all acts of worship. But if we don't feel like singing, praying and reading, we're not going to do them. If we just view our Sunday get-together as our spiritual act of worship. If we see that offering our bodies as living sacrifices that are holy and pleasing to God as the logical and most reasonable response to God's infinite mercy, then I believe that our attitudes and our behaviours are going to be different. And guess what, friends? There is your transformation story. Our devotion to God is based on his mercy to us. 
We choose to give things up. We choose to lay things down. We choose to have that authentic relationship with ourselves, with each other, with others outside our community, and with God the Father through the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And when those three elements of devotion are working to their fullest capacity, then the environment of the local church will be such that we will not be able to stunt or stop the growth that we long to experience. A mind renewed by the truth of God, mediated by the indwelling presence and power of the Holy Spirit, is going to produce results in our lives that far outweigh a life that is trapped in the patterns of this world. And friends, that concludes our series, or Joel's series rather, on authentic relationships. However, the choice to engage in them is ours and has always been ours and always will be ours. You and I can choose to go deeper in our relationship with God and experience the transformation that has the power to transform the lives of those around us. Or we can simply remain settled and just view this as our Sunday gathering, as our spiritual act of worship. And then we're left just to sit here and wonder why we never experience God in the way that we truly desire. Let us pray. Father, I don't for one minute say that I am an expert at authentic relationships. But I pray, Lord, that as you journey with me each and every day and you journey with each of us, not just here on a Sunday morning, Lord, but as we go about our business with our neighbours, with our friends, with our connections, that you will be helping us to discover the depth and richness of an authentic relationship with you and with them. I just want to read the words from Romans 11, verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord, who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. And to bring our service to a close, we might make this our own personal prayer. As we sing together, just asking God, that he will take us and mould us and make us into the people that he would have us be. Let's stand together as we sing.